Hypothetically, what sort of boy do you want to go out with? Happy New Year, true boy. Well, if it isn't Charlie Spring, Happy New Year. You're over there, next to Nicholas Nelson. Hi. Hi. Nick Nelson. He is the star player on the rugby team. We are a trio of borderline outcasts. He's different. Hey. Literally just another silly crush. It's not a crush. Hi. 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 Come on. Dream guy. I don't know. Just someone I can have a laugh with. He's the straightest person I have ever seen. Thank you. How do I stop liking someone? Specifically a straight guy. Uh, the question for the ages. I had something I wanted to ask you. Do you want to go out with me? Do you want to join the rugby team? What? Why are the other team literal adult men? So, does anyone remember the rules of rugby? Oh, you gave for them. <laughs> What's going on? Nick's lost all his friends. He's getting into fights. Do you ever feel like you're only doing things because everyone else is, and you're scared to change? Just miss how things used to be with the four of us. You're a good friend. I know. If he is even slightly mean to you, you'll murder him. I was going to say, I sent him a strongly worded DM, but murder's fine too. I want to believe in romance. You're listening to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Larry, and today we are reviewing the new Netflix series, Heartstopper. And to help me review this new series, I'm joined by Cinemania World Team and film poser, Miss Josie. Hi, Josie. Hello. Thank you for having me. How's it going? How are things? It's going well. Very coincidentally, can't stop thinking about Heartstopper. (laughs) I know. I mean, pretty much same. So I'm using every opportunity I can to talk about it. Absolutely. Because <laughs> it's all I can think about. So <laughs> Heartstopper is a new series that sees teens Charlie and Nick discover their unlikely friendship might be something more as they navigate school and young love. Now, Heartstopper is based on a webtoon comic and graphic novel series, also created and written by Alice Osman, who did write the entire screenplay for this first season of the Netflix show from the British production company Seesaw Films. So, first question. I think I know, but you have read the series. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And when did you read it? Because I know it's kind of been a, a pretty big thing amongst the community, at least, uh, for, for a few years now. So when yeah. did you read it? 
I so I bought the volume one graphic novel back in like August, but I didn't start reading until this month, right before I got the screeners. Oh, I know, late to the game, but I remember I always (laughs) knew about it. I always knew about Heartstopper. I'd see comics here and there and little scenes, but I'd never like fully read it until just recently. I consumed that graphic novel in one sitting, and then I like got volume two, volume three, and now I'm just following up with the webcomic. <laughs> and okay. then immediately I remember I finished volume one and I was like, I must request the screeners and got them immediately and then started binging the show. <laughs> it was like so all heard- consuming. <laughs> I heard the first two novels basically are season one. Yes, the first two volumes. Um, yeah, because volume two ends with Nick coming out to his mom. Okay. And I was uh, very happy they included that in the season. Yeah. So, yeah, so basically those two. I was told because I was like, okay, particularly because I'm doing reactions. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to be spoiled if for a season two, if it, which I think should be coming soon. It seems to be I doing hope well. so. It better. I, I mean, huge online well, buzz right now, at least. Yeah. What was it? There's someone literally just tweeted, it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's still not certified fresh, with, which bothers me. Um, it has an 84 Metascore or Metacritic with an 8.9 user score and a 9.2 on IMDb. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like, I don't know, I've been spreading the word. I've been trying to get everybody to watch this series and everybody <laughs> I'm told loves it. So I'm like, okay, we got we need a season two. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but uh, that, that, that made me rest assured I can get the first two volumes at least and not be spoiled for reactions moving forward. So we're good. I'm going to pick up the little two graphic novels. Mm-hmm. It also jumped to the top uh, 10 of the Amazon charts for yes. their like, literary section. So see, the impact is everywhere. They just released a thing, Variety. It was like the top user Twitter like trending of the weekend oh i couldn't stop tweeting about it i remember i'm so happy because i remember when i watched it nobody was talking about it like i hadn't heard of anyone else that had also requested screeners i had no one to talk to and i just remember i'm just gonna tweet about it do my little my little tweeting throwing myself into the universe of the Twitter <laughs> and it was just constantly tweeting about Heartstopper. I was started talking about it to people, sliding into group chat DMs and being like, hello, I'm watching this. You better watch it when it comes out. <laughs> so I was so happy that on April 22nd, it like blew up. Everyone was talking about it. Everybody was watching it. I saw people promoting it and it made me so happy. Yeah, that was my thing was I heard about it maybe a week before I got the screener to watch it. And I I had no idea about it before then. So I was late to the game in like requesting or trying to even get it or get access to it because I didn't even know it was a thing. And I don't know what it was that I saw just kind of like pop up this. It was an article or something kind of talking. And I was like, wait a minute. What is this? I need to get this on my radar. Um, Mm -hmm. So I like last ditch effort was like, oh my gosh, let me run and try to get something. (laughs) Um, And thankfully I did because it was amazing. Yeah, because I remember, yeah, because at work, 
Of course, I work at a bookstore, so I remember just one day a while back, I walked in and everyone was like, oh my god, did you see the trailer? And I was like, no, because I was deliberately <laughs> avoiding it because I wanted to be surprised and I still hadn't finished the graphic novel. And then that was when everything else, and I still haven't watched the trailer, which is funny, <laughs> but I just immediately, I was so glad that Netflix immediately got back to me and was like, hello, yes, here are the screens. I'm like, yes, I didn't have to fight for this. Bless you. <laughs> Bless. Yeah, because this is something I genuinely wanted to watch and just the casting and everything, so accurate, so beautiful. And we have to talk about first, before we really get into it, how refreshing is it to get a teen drama, like a teen show that has actual teenagers playing? I know. (laughs) They're not 30-year-olds or mid-20s playing these teenagers. (laughs) That's like the other day. I also got screeners to the season two of The Wilds, and the girls are around my age, so I'm 25. (laughs) But with them, it's kind of easier to hide it, but with the boys, because this season has guys, and it's kind of harder because they're also around my age. Some of them are like 27, playing teenagers, but you can't hide it with them because it's like (laughs) five o'clock shadow, and I'm like, guys... So you just think, and I guess it works here because this is a very wholesome show overall. It's not, it doesn't, when it comes to like content wise, it stays wholesome rather than euphoria where Mm -hmm. you can't really hire teens because it's so sexual in nature that we can't really have teenagers playing those parts. Then it's like, oh no, 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 hold on. Don't yeah, let Sam no. Levinson anywhere near the teenagers, please. <laughs> no. So here it makes sense. And also that's one of the things I liked because it's one of those shows that's so wholesome. And yes, there are like there are instances of because I have seen this a lot of people have posted triggers because Osman's work does deal with triggers, specifically with Heartstopper. There's like instances of Charlie's like early signs of his eating disorder. Um, there's the bullying, there's the homophobia, like it's yeah. not devoid of these harmful things, but it's crafted in such a safe space that you never feel like the characters are in danger. You never feel like tension. You're just it just relaxes you. It's so wholesome. It's so fun to watch. And I think that's my favorite part. Yeah, because I love uh the show Love Victor over on Hulu, obviously. Yes. Uh, and that one's a little bit more like it, it's not euphoria. They don't go like mm-hmm. buck wild and act a fool. That was a little but bit more serious. Yeah, but it's a little bit edgier. I'd say like a little bit more on the like daring side overall. Yeah, because to lo- Love Simon was so. It's such a again. It's such a wholesome book. Yeah. Uh, Becky Albertalli, when writing that, is just yes. I mean, Simon is freaking being blackmailed, but his <laughs> story is so much easier compared to victor who has to obviously deal with the prejudice of a latino household yeah and this what i love is we our main character that at least we start the series with complete focus on really Mm -hmm. is already out so that's really and we still get that arc obviously with nick and his story you know takes us on a different journey but it was just as soon as i saw that i was like oh how refreshing we're getting a story where we instantly start with our main teenage character being out it's not perfect and it's not roses but 
we're there. We're at a different point than we usually start off mm-hmm. these stories with. These coming of age LGBTQIA queer stories. We almost never start out with them just being out. <laughs> and we do here. And Charlie is such a relatable like beacon for mm-hmm. so many folks, I'm sure. But I really could relate to Charlie in a lot of ways, especially oh, yeah. high school version. Now, I, I did have a little bit of towel in me where <laughs> I, I would pop off like I wasn't just totally meek or none of that no 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 hold on uh, <laughs> can we just talk about the fact that like nobody's talking about this and I remember just watching it and wanting to scream this to the heavens but of course embargoes and all that and nobody else <laughs> knew about the show but I was watching it and I'm like Tao is literally cinephile twitter dude's worst right? nightmare is watching Avengers <laughs> I was like, okay, even if you're not part of the community, if you're part of like a film space, mm-hmm. you will relate hard because these are our people now no, specifically. It, it just, I loved it because there were so many relatable moments. I mean, with Tao and like saying later we're in Moonlight and yeah. um, there are so many funny moments. There are so many instances that just feel like actual people. It feels like the conversations we see on Twitter, like it feels genuine and real. That's and that's the thing. Even the bullying. So often we get this like really exaggerated version yeah. of bullying, it feels like. And here it didn't feel that way. Even when it was at like some of its more intense moments of bullying with um the what is it, Kyle? Uh, the the jock for, uh, Harry? Uh, Harry son. <laughs> Because ah. Har- Harry's the main bully. And he just is, uh, like, you know that kid. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes it is a little bit dramatic, but you know him and you've heard all of this mess before. Like, you, <laughs> we've experienced this exact human. And when it comes to Ben, once again, so many people have known this closeted, self-hating person who doesn't know how to deal with it and instead like aims it at some at somebody who's like more comfortable in their skin and so even when it is like oh I I mean I really did I was like oh this first episode needs a trigger warning because of that ending with the sexual assault potential yeah you're like oh oh (laughs) maybe this isn't as like completely fluffy as I thought it was gonna be uh but then they turned that into a really like soft adorable (laughs) amazing no yeah i think that's why because i remember reading it the first time and of course sexual assault can be triggering but osman just does such a good job at making sure the viewer and the reader are taken care of which i really appreciate because not many people do yeah it's not this it's not this you know kind of as we have come to be accustomed to whether it be queer folks or people of color, particularly the black community in our representation, this like torture porn, if you will, Mm -hmm. of just being like run through the ringer every time we get to see ourselves on the screen. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't shy away from the real world problems, but shows you how we can still have those moments and represent a reality that most of us have experienced but still feel like seen and still feel, as you said, mm-hmm. taken care of and 
felt for and seen in that way where you're like truly seen, not just almost used, used and exploited. Yeah. That being said, I do agree that uh, there should have been a trigger warning because the no- the graphic novel does have trigger warnings. Um, I do like that here in that aspect, since we're talking about that, Ben was used more in terms of the plot in the show versus the novel. He just kind of disappears because Nick comes in, of course. But here there is more conflict with him, which I appreciated. Yeah. And honestly, I think he could have. And I know, you know, we don't always want to redeem people or Mm -hmm. whatever, but. Uh, he doesn't get, re- spoiler alert, I guess, he doesn't get redeemed in season one at mm-hmm. all. Uh, <laughs> down the line, uh, I, I personally, especially with somebody like that, uh, I wouldn't necessarily hate them at least understanding mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell they did and why it was terrible. Um, but this season was definitely about Nick and Charlie. Obviously, they are the focus and they are like the most adorable beings that (laughs) have ever graced a screen. (laughs) Um, I loved their relationship and these two actors have amazing chemistry together. Uh, It was wonderful. (laughs) I can't believe this was Joe Locke's acting debut. He's so good. He is, and of course, Kit Connor, freaking his Dark Materials and Rocket Man baddie over here. (laughs) It's like, okay. He's like the youngest one. I was like, okay. Um, But also, can I just talk about how gorgeous Yasmin Finney is? Please, please. It made me so happy. I remember I was Googling the cast, and I... I think it was their attitude interview that they did. And it made me so happy to find out that Jasmine is also trans. Cause you know that sometimes mm-hmm. like it's rare to actually get a trans actress to play this role. Yes. And I also love how they didn't make a big deal about L being trans. It just was a matter of fact thing. It was so normal. And I love that. Like, no one did, pretty much. You know, like, it would be brought up in kind of reference to her leaving Mm -hmm. the all-boys school. Uh, But that was really it. That wasn't wasn't Mm -hmm. part of her identity, really. I love that we're seeing a a kind of budding romance between the one straight person group and the female (laughs) of the group. Oh, that's a big thing, especially in volume three. And it's just so progressive how, again, nonchalant it is. It is yes. nothing. It I'm is not a so deal. I'm so freaking happy because, again, it's just one of those shows that just makes you feel normal. Like, it makes me happy to think that people, which is something I saw so much on the online repertoire, <laughs> which is so many people are like, wow, I am so happy watching this right now in my 20s. I wish I'd had this mm-hmm. when I was in high school. So I can't imagine how people watching this at the same age feel. Because it makes these things feel like feel so normal and look so normal that hopefully it makes people feel more comfortable in their own skin and just in their way of lives and just in the space they find themselves in. Because, yeah. again, just the whole thing with Elle and how it's just so normal to see that budding relationship happening. Um, everything with, despite, of course, the bullying and everything, just the way that nick and charlie come together it just feels normal and then of course um tara and her girlfriend and their whole journey as well like despite those 
moments of doubt and fear because those are normal. Like regardless what kind of relationship you find yourself in, there will always be fear of what other people think. But it's so nice that those fears are not overwhelming. There's still, again, that safe space that they created. Yeah. And can we talk about, so we've talked about obviously the trans wonderful way that that is handled this beautiful relationships that are pretty much budding all around Mm -hmm. i also am so happy that we got one of the more authentic like and unapologetically by representations we've seen it wasn't this weird transition it wasn't this weird you know i because that's that's always the trope in television and a trope that unfortunately is pretty much perpetuated by our own community that Mm -hmm. if you're male and you're bi well you're just like you're not accepting that you're gay or Mm -hmm. whatever if you're a woman and you're bi well you're just kind of experimenting and no and of course like if you're bi and you're dating a man it's like oh you're you're not really bi and it's like no yeah that's not how it works that we went there i love that this show didn't back down from his identity and how he self-identified by the end yeah and i thought that was great (laughs) yeah like um that's his main thing nick is bisexual and i remember reading it for the first time and getting to that point i was like i'm so happy for you my child (laughs) because seeing his journey and just getting to to that point it was so nice to see and the fact that he was like oh this makes sense and even though he's still questioning because of course Mm -hmm. it's a spectrum it's a journey it doesn't happen overnight yeah but he's like you still see that click where he's like oh my god maybe oh my god (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I I just I really enjoy that. I think they did a great job, which obviously stems from her her source material with mm-hmm. Osman into her writing this. It's just such a great job of of representation all around. And also, even though our two yeah. leads are are white, mm-hmm. we still have a pretty diverse cast that have oh, a yeah. lot to do, that have storylines that are important and they're not just kind of like you know, dressings on the side of of this story. Yeah. Also back uh, real quick to the bisexual thing is the fact that a lot of people were also praising the fact that Charlie doesn't judge him or anything. As you were mentioning, he just immediately accepts like, oh my gosh, you're bi. That's great. (laughs) There's like a great moment or even before he knows and he's, you know, you're kind of questioning with Charlie, like, could he be gay? could he i don't know mm-hmm. and he like looks at isaac and is like like no there are bisexual people exist <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> um, that is one of my criticisms isaac was the one character who had nothing going on i know and like he's more talkative in the graphic novel but he is characterized for being the shy one yeah. i would love to see more of him just because he's my ace representation (laughs) and as an ace baby i'm like give him more to work with i need this and i'm hoping because i did hear they did change a couple things so you already mentioned ben as one of the things and they so Mm -hmm. they fleshed out a few things extra in the show yeah and i've heard most of it has been good like it hasn't been oh yeah i like the changes i can't remember right now but i remember but i do remember watching the show and instantly being like oh this was there this wasn't there a lot of it i will say is like page to screen carbon copy especially at the beginning literally yeah the first few episodes are carbon copies mostly there are even some scenes that i was so happy that 
they were identical. <laughs> and then as the season progresses, as you get closer to the climax and more of the conflict, there are some things that were added, which I appreciated because my biggest critique when I started it was I don't, of course, I don't want anything bad to happen to them. I think you can have conflict without it being um, putting your characters in situations that would potentially yeah. harm them. But at first, it was very slice of life, very cutesy. I'm like, I want something. I don't want, again, I don't want like drama or whatever because it's yeah. a, that's not the kind of show it is. Yeah. But I just felt like something was missing because the, the comics are very slice of life and it works when you're reading the page and you're just flipping through them. Mm-hmm. But for the show, I was like, you know, something was missing for me. And then slowly she like inches you into those conflicts. And I was like, yes, yes. And then like the ending, I was like, I should have trusted <laughs> you from the beginning. You you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I think I really enjoyed the first two episodes, but it was episode three that really got me like that was mm-hmm. the episode that really clicked me in it just hit everything I needed it to hit and then episode five was the next one that hit me on like a deeper level because I think it kind of went into some more deep type of think pieces yeah. um and then I love I just adored the finale I thought the finale was so good that <laughs> I was like this is perfect I love yeah, it so much <laughs> I also I also loved how when Nick was Googling bisexuality and like being gay in general. And of course we love the moment, the the representation with parts of the Caribbean. I thought that was perfect (laughs) because literally so many of my friends that are bi were like, he has parts of the Caribbean. I'm like, that is a representation. (laughs) Right. And that's, see, that's how, you know, it's coming from someone, you know, that knows, that knows the community that knows Pirates of the Caribbean was a bisexual awakening for an entire generation of people. Yes. Karen Knightley and Orlando Bloom <laughs> just awakened a whole group. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, that was great. Obviously, one of the funniest notes I've gotten, I feel like, in some time in the email was to not reveal Nick's mom. So now the series oh is out. God, we can yes. all talk about Nick's mom. Oh my gosh. Larry, you have no <laughs> idea. Oh my gosh, wait. Okay, so I got that email and I read please do not reveal Nick's mom's casting. And I'm like, what do you mean? What the heck? So I went to IMDb and I'm like, this is probably an IMDb. Y'all are overreacting. And then I didn't see a casting for Nick's mom. And I'm like, hold up. Hold on a second. So I got home after work, made myself my little dinner. And I just sit down to watch the show. And when Olivia Coleman came up, I like set my bowl on my nightstand and I just went like that Beyonce picture but instead of Beyonce I was like Olivia Coleman <laughs> I'm like how'd you guys hide this how'd you guys keep this under wraps and then I couldn't talk about it to anybody <laughs> it was just yeah I was like what Olivia Coleman <laughs> where'd she come from and I love how they reveal her because, like, yes. she's kind of blurred in the background, it and you're like, "Wait so a minute, dramatic. hold on, is that Olivia Coleman driving this car right now?" And then they cut away to like a different part of the scene, and then come mm-hmm. back and pull her in to focus. I loved uh, it. I loved it. It was so dramatic. I was here for it, but also as soon as I saw her, I knew what was coming. I knew he had a coming out scene, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god!" I cried reading it. I couldn't imagine with Olivia. And when I saw it, I was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> what a great coming out scene, too. 
I mean, that coming out scene is really just so well handled. Like everything in this show, it's just so well handled. I think even if, because I'm I'm pretty black hearted most of the time. Every now and then, it, it, my heart like brightens up just a touch, and this is one of those moments. Someone chisels if, away at the at the ice. <laughs> even if you're a cynic like me, I just can't imagine how you don't just fall in love with this series. You know, yeah. like. It just, it does everything so well. I know that some people do criticize it, like they did actually with Love, Simon. I know Love, Simon mm-hmm. has this kind of contentious thing within our, the LGBTQ community as well of, you know, its representation and everybody kind of getting a happy story by the end. And I think maybe that group will have problems with how pure everything is in this story even if there are moments the overall vibe is just so pure and beautiful mm-hmm. <laughs> that i think maybe that will rub some people the wrong way but honestly i just i just think it tackles and handles so many sensitive groundbreaking things in really really mm-hmm beautiful ways that is better than pretty much any other media I've seen. I mean, it handles it way better. So I don't know. I I don't know how people can resist the charms of Heartstopper. (laughs) Yeah, I think as opposed to Love, Simon, because I mean, here, Charlie gets bullied. And we don't we don't see the aftermath of Simon coming out. And sure, um, he has his moments in Love, Victor as the Yoda <laughs> for Victor, <laughs> yeah. but he's in college and college is different. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So here at least we do see those repercussions and how people, I mean, kids can be mean and it's freaking high school. Everyone's vicious, no matter like who you are. And especially if you are quote unquote different, mm-hmm. people are rude and you have people like Harry. So there is that balance that I think people should respect from the show, are- even if it's, pure and cutesy there is that element that like it's able to handle these topics and like through that cuteness it creates a pathway to be able to speak on these issues and also try to like the main thing is that there is no right way to come out yeah and i think they what they do well here is make it so relatable it's mm-hmm. so much of things, you know, we've all been through. And, of course, it, it touches on non-LGBTQ. You know, people can relate to a lot of it, too, of just, uh, like, that speech Nick gives to Imogen about not being able to feel like himself or be mm-hmm. himself around his friends. Obviously, that's universal. That's something, yeah. you know... <laughs> high schoolers period kind of have to come to terms with is being comfortable in yourself around your friends because they don't make you feel comfortable all the time especially growing up nobody knows everyone's trying to figure out their deal uh but even in the insults like the things people are leaving tara when she comes out and on her instagram it's so many kind of sentiments that you've heard before that we've all literally directly faced uh people feigning interest in you like when harry's like so what's it like being gay and like asking these these questions where they're trying to like feign some sort of interest in you but tear you down like it's just a really (laughs) something i identified with yeah (laughs) specifically but i identified with, with a lot that takes place in the series and 
I just love Nick and Charlie <laughs> so much. I just I related so much to Nick, especially that whole scene with like, well, her dog died, and I'm like, I've been oh there. I'm one of those people that finds it so hard to say no. I I, I like making people happy and I like people being taken care of. So I was like, oh, Nick, you just like no. me for real. I would have had to wait a week. We would have went on the first date. I'll break <laughs> up with her next week. I, I can't do it right now. Like, I got to go on the date. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of those little moments. <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, how could you? I don't know. But um, I do when love someone tells you their dog died, and it's like, whoa. It's over. Like, whatever <laughs> you were going to say, it just takes a back burner. You're like, well, um, looks like I'll do your laundry tonight. I'll, I'll cook you dinner tonight. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> I'll be on over to help you clean the house. I get it. <laughs> Uh, but I loved Olivia Coleman's like reaction, or when he's like, yes. "Oh, do you like her?" And he's like, uh, "Well, well her her dog, dog died." died. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was great. <laughs> I will say, I hated Tao's haircut. Oh so yes, much. he's so handsome. Why do you so do good. him they like that? Did him so dirty. I was like, okay, I know you're trying to make him like kind of weird, you know, like this kind of alty. Um, interest high schooler no that hair specifically y'all did him dirty get rid of that damn mop next season please yeah I, I i wish they hadn't done it but it does like at least it did go with his character and it just because I couldn't stop thinking about it when it, during each episode, and there just came a point where I was like, "Well, at least it just proves that he really just doesn't care what other people think." He's <laughs> one of those like, people. Y'all like, are with better than me because I would have grabbed the scissors and sliced them little rings <laughs> off. I don't. I could. Oh gosh. <laughs> I was like, see, no, we need at least, this is why you need at least one fashionable gay in the in the horde because <laughs> we need somebody in here. I don't know. But I love Tao's mom too and how accepting and lovely she was with Elle. I was like, oh yes, this mom is everything <laughs> to me. I want more of her actually. <laughs> actually, all of the parents um, I loved <laughs> because they do something with Olivia Coleman's mom in here. And I talked about it in the reaction to the episode mm -hmm. where she just casually is like, you'll find, you'll find the, the woman meant for you one day. Mm -hmm. And those, again, it's such a relatable moment because you're just used to hearing that kind of thing all the time growing up. And even after you tell your parents like, Hey, I'm bisexual or I like them both after that, Still, when they default to marriage or they default to who you're going to end up with, it's always like she or the opposite gender. Mm -hmm. So it's just, and they don't mean it with malicious intent. You know that they, it just is so natural and second nature. They're not trying to like mentally downplay you or your experience, mm -hmm. but it's still like kind of locks you in this weird place. Um so those moments, they didn't make her like a, a completely perfect mom. She still kind of said things where you're like, oh, no, <laughs> don't push him back in the closet. I know you don't know her. Oh. Yeah. Like, you know, and I, I really enjoyed that depiction of a parent as well. One that's not totally perfect, but also not like homophobic a-hole. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so did you have any final thoughts on season one of Heartstopper? People need to watch it. Support it. We need season two. If I don't get season two. I will say I... <laughs> season two is probably going to deal with it. some some things are looming in the corner. Oh, no. See, this yeah. Is like, I end my they, reaction they, like, they... I want season two. <laughs> unless y'all are going to pull some F-ish, then maybe we can leave it at season one. If something goes too much... Mm. Uh, people who have read these novels the way they've been reacting a little bit got me nervous i'm like you yeah. know what? maybe we don't need no I, don't watch the show i no. love the, i love the <laughs> tweets because everyone's like oh people that are new to the fandom are like this is so cutesy and they don't know what's coming because <laughs> i mean josie i'll come for your neck specifically like you're gonna be my stand-in <laughs> if if i'm mad if season two goes off i'm i'm going off on you <laughs> no so the only thing is like nothing you know like coming out it's not just a one-time thing so there will definitely oh, yes, be okay. more people especially in Nick's family that are around the corner oh. um Again, Charlie, which they hinted at in this first season, Charlie does have an eating disorder. So dealing with that. So it's just stuff like that, but nothing too serious. Again, it's one of those things where there is conflict and there are potentially <laughs> triggering elements. But I, We're not going to go euphoria. We're no. not going to start killing children. Named, exactly. What's that little child's name that got shot down? I don't know. I don't um, watch euphoria. Ashtray. I just I don't watch Euphoria either. I just know that there was a child named Ashtray that got shot and mowed down by the CIA. Um, oh no! So, <laughs> isn't that the kid that gives her drugs in the first episode? Oh, I mean, in the I'm, gas station. I've seen the pilot. That's all I've got. I, I've listen. Y'all know how I do. I haven't seen the show, but I have seen clips, and you know what kind of clips I have watched. I don't need Sam Levinson's writing in my life like that. So I'll just take, I'll take a little moment here and there. Um, but I also, the, uh, no, this is, yes. If you are in middle school or high school, I think you're going to adore this series. Yes. It is like the perfect series for that age demographic. Mm -hmm. I think it fits in so well. You'll relate to it on so many levels. And I do think it's really going to help so many kids uh, just feel comfortable and feel somewhat more at ease. And, you know, obviously the more that we get this type of content, the hopefully uh, the more we can help with that moving forward. But even adults, I just, I don't know how you don't get swept up in Heartstopper season one. It is it's so, so well written. And the animation, oh, that was the other thing I didn't, I needed to oh talk about. Oh my God, the little, the integration the of animation is amazing. That's my favorite it shot. so well done and so uh, adorable and cute. <laughs> yeah, especially and, because it just <sighs> brings us back to the fact that this is a webcomic. So it's like honoring its origins and being cute and useful because at least they use it to match the plot and like push the story forward yeah it's like an actual device yeah. a, a visual device in the story itself and i also did love the panels like when they did the panel transitions too yes. just to just to honor again where it came from so i mean what's not to love a series that stays true to the source material honors the art medium from which it came we have the writer on board she's there all of these kids, a lot of which are making their debuts, most all of which are mm -hmm. like part of the communities that they're representing. 
it's re- I mean, Which it's what so we rare, ask for. And I it's love it. It's what we ask for all the time. <laughs> this is and literally this what we've been it. asking for. So support it. <laughs> yes, please watch it. And, uh, you know, I do need a season two, even if it means I have to cuss out Josie. I still no. need a season two. I can't it's okay. just leave it It's here. okay. No. Think about it this way. <laughs> season two, hopefully, they're supposed to go on a trip to Paris and they're really cute in it. So hopefully oh, we get that oh. little field trip. <laughs> <laughs> to the city of lights <laughs> <laughs> all right well that was our review for heartstopper season one a series we both adored and as we've said can't stop like thinking about can't stop talking about if you follow us over on any of the socials you will definitely still be hearing about some heartstopper and uh, that definitely will not be letting up until we at least get a season two announcement. Okay. Yep. So Netflix, get on it. Uh, <laughs> we know how you it. like to do Netflix. Yes, Don't play. Give us Heartstopper and I know unrelated, but our flag means death. I just, Ooh. I think we deserve all the queer content. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a bad member of the community. I have not watched. Our oh my gosh. Watch it. <laughs> if, you, if you like Heartstopper and yeah, you need yeah. something to hold you off. <laughs> Watch so flag Love Victor, which randomly, which Hulu like snuck on us. They were like, "Yes, the trailer for season three, the no. final season." And I was like, "What?" No, I got the screeners <laughs> the other day, and I was like, "Wait, y'all giving screeners out? When does this come out?" I didn't know it was coming out this year. I'm like, "Y'all are quick." <sighs> I mean, they have been churning this out. I was just like, bitch, why did you just like try to sneak that this is the third and final season into the, your trailer? Like none of us even had a clue that that announcement that. was coming. Yeah, no, that oh. took me off guard. I was, I was like, wait a second. I was like, what? <laughs> I guess this cast is like, all right. Mason Gooding's over there and scream and doing his little thing. But mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I need to... I need more content to fill that void because that's pretty much been holding me over the last couple years. My little love, Victor, in the summers. Now we got little Heartstopper here. So, you know, let's, let's keep the content rolling. Let's keep it going. It's what we deserve. <laughs> but Josie, where can people find and follow you online? You can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd if Twitter doesn't implode now that Elon Musk has it. (laughs) You can find film posers at film posers practically everywhere. All right. And you can find me at ChiliBoyYT on Twitter and ChiliBoyProductions over on Instagram and YouTube. Also, make sure to follow the Cinemania World podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Like the podcast, give us a rating, and leave us a review wherever you're listening. It really helps us out, and we greatly appreciate it. So, until the next show, we'll catch you then. Bye.